Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Think Tank podcast. My name's Maria Van Vuklis from The Conscious CEO. I chat with various experts who are making an impact in the universe on topics such as business systems, personal branding, pitching, lead generation, revenue and profit, mindset, public speaking, and even team culture in the world of business. So welcome to this episode. In this episode, I will be talking to Kira Marie Moore, a global influencer, innovator, and future thinker. Through her revolutionary mastery of the muscle of human intelligence, decision DNA design equals leadership solution pathways. She creates culture shifts where she works with extremely like global leaders at top decision tables to give voice and advocacy for the front line of humanity, where she gets to close the gap from problem to solution at the decision table. As a global advisor and strategist, investor, Kira Marie truly leads in innovative ways to scale growth and accelerate impact to create 100% for humanity culture going forward. In today's episode, we'll be talking about navigating leadership in today's social times. And there isn't any better episode than this, so let's get straight into it. Welcome to this episode, Kira Murray. Awesome. Thank you, Maria. Thank you for that beautiful intro. <laughs> um, so tell me a little bit more about yourself if I haven't already covered it, because I know that um, you're involved in quite an extensive amount of uh, number of things. I'd love to hear more about it. Well, I guess the biggest thing is that, you know, I think all of us are evolving and, and learning and continuously growing if we are let ourselves. And so I think the good thing and the exciting thing I get to do is have a lot of conversations with a lot of people from across the globe. And then I get to ask really cool questions to dive deeper and learn from the insights around that and then go, how can we bring better solutions to the table. And I think that there's always a solution at the table. We've just got to look for it and be willing to sort of sieve through the data that we get put in front of us. So I get to do that with amazing people. I get to work with a lot of extremes and, and I love every single piece of that because that means there's so much more for me to keep learning. And I think for those that are in my world as well, to keep learning as well. Beautiful, beautiful. And um, you would have seen so many different variations of leadership, let's say. Today's topic is navigating mm. leadership. So I'd love to hear your take in terms of how you actually see leadership today and how it's actually evolved, especially over you know, the last couple of years, let's say. Yeah, I love the topic of today, by the way. Awesome. Because I think that we, we can easily in society, keep just doing things the same way. But, you know, it doesn't need to, I mean, I don't think we have to look very far to see that maybe there's some, you know, things happening in our environment, socially, economically across the globe where there are challenges or problems facing us. And I think that we can continue to do it the same way. And this is in leadership just as, as much as anywhere else. And we're going to get the same results. And these results are not necessarily beneficial to us as a human race, but to us in business, 
to us as running, you know, uh, families, to us in, in any areas or arenas in culture. And I think that uh, for us to do it differently, we have to look at what has worked, what isn't going to work going forward, but then also go, well, how if we had a clear slate or a clean slate, how would we now start putting things on the table and work out uh, what is going to be best for leadership going forward. So I think that the conversation is beginning to change. Mm. I think that, uh, you know, people are becoming more aware across the world of a need for a new approach to leadership, but I'm not sure that everyone knows how to navigate that. And that means uncomfortable conversations, often with people at the table that maybe you don't even agree with or have have not had anything in common and I think that for us to see change for us to keep navigating these conversations we have to do it in a different way and think differently act differently and maybe even get different results at the table beautiful beautiful I love that and I love how you said having those uh, difficult conversations because that comes all down to communication. So whether, I guess, a leader can think they know how to communicate, it's navigating in terms of how differently can they communicate these difficult conversations. Would you say that that would be a key element in terms of, um, you know, the missing piece of the puzzle in terms of moving forward with, you know, leadership and navigating forward? Yeah, I think that there's three things I, I always speak about, and that is the need for a new approach to leadership. I, you know, and we're just starting to have that conversation that there is a need for it. I think that often we know what a problem is, but we don't have a solution. So we have to come up with ways in which we can bring better solutions. And that kind of moves into the next piece, which is what if we actually do it in a way that we can use the smart data that is with us and and for me, that is the secret advantage of the muscle of human intelligence. What if we put better things, better data into us, and then we were able to use that data to make better decisions? And a lot of what we're building out in culture, whether we're intending to do this or not, it's creating things like burnout, things like, uh, you know, uh, health issues or mental health issues or we're not retaining our clients or you know there's so many different things that it's sort of it, it's starting to really affect the culture in which we are trying to build out and get great results in and what if we could do that in a way that is going to be looking at us as a whole and that's the third thing that we go back to looking at humanity as stakeholders in other words every decision you make at the table we use the filter is this adding to human race or taking away from it and I think if we can start doing some of those things having a different approach to leadership which by the way could be something as simple as instead of going these are the three principles of being an amazing leader that we go, these are three lenses we can start using to have a different conversation, ask different questions. Uh, I think that's really important. And then of course, the muscle of human intelligence, when we get to use the data, all of us have amazing data in us. Some of us have data that we don't want in there. We wanna get rid of that and put some good things in there. 
but what are we doing with that data once we've got it? And then of course, uh, if we started looking at humans as a whole at the table, would we make different decisions? Would that change where leadership is heading towards in the future? Absolutely. Beautiful. And I love how you mentioned in terms of looking at it through different lenses, because I think a lot of people have been looking through one lens for such a long time, which has caused uh, what you mentioned in terms of burnout and these other problems. So um, how does one shift or open up their perspective to look through different lenses where they've never really looked previously? Yeah, I think it's, sometimes it's easier to look at examples. If you think about it, we have a society right now where you're meant to look like a particular thing, sound like something, and maybe even come up with the same results that everyone else is, and then that's success. Maybe we're going to have to use different lenses and go, what if, what if we could look different? What would that have to start looking like? What if we were to act different? how would that work in a society where everyone is so used to a particular way? And then the third one is, well, what if we act, think, and, and do, how do we, how do we do the effortless flow across the globe? And I think that this is important because here's the thing. It's really easy to go. Let's make some shifts. Let's have some changes happen. Firstly, you've got to be willing to do that. So it's got to, you've got to create an awareness around it. But then you've got to own what that can look like. And then for that change to happen, it can't be just a short-term change. It can't just be this new idea, this new concept, this new conversation. It's got to be sustainable because these are footprints for the not just our generation, but the mm -hmm. generations to come. So I think, you know, these conversations are, are changing conversations, but they are shifts that are going to have to be sustainable shifts. And, and that's not just an overnight, hey, by the way, if you do this, that then this is all going to work out like this. It's not. It's, it's shifting culture in which maybe we've had processes, systems, uh, that are really old school systems that have worked for the time, or maybe they didn't even work, but we never questioned it. And maybe we need to have to think about, we need to think about, I should say, uh, how then would we make better decisions that are going to give us or change the systems we have or the processes? And I think there's so many layers to how we can go about it, but that's as simple as I can kind of put it. Yeah, lovely. So yeah. um, my key takeaway from that was in terms of questioning. You mentioned a lot of examples around questions and questioning different uh, scenarios or different perspectives. But also, um, would you say in terms of individuality for an individual to navigate forward, would they be uh, completely certain and um, know who they are in being able to move forward and get real good quality answers. That's the ideal world. I just got to interrupt. <laughs> the ideal, if we could just know, yeah. put a wand and go, this is what it's going to be like. Yeah, yeah. Reality is it's never going to be like yeah. that. I think, I think there's core principles or core fundamentals that we can put in place, right? That help us go, we're certain. And I know you talk about vision a lot. So like your why, and you know, there's certain things about vision that we go, this is a non-negotiable. 
This is what it's going to be about. Does that mean we know exactly the pathway to get there? Yeah, there's someone, you know, there's some certainty around some of those pathways, but what we don't know are the variables that may came, come in, mm. which might mean that a pandemic hits the world, which might mean that borders all get shut down, which might mean that we can't do face-to-face -face and we've got to go all online. Those are variables. It doesn't change the vision. It doesn't change those core things along that pathway in which we go, that's what we're about. That's what we're standing for. But the way we do it, we have to be more agile. Agile. I love that. So adaptability and agility is a key factor in navigating forward. Is that right? Yeah. And here's the thing. When you're agile, though, you can move. You can. And, and when you're moving, you have to know maybe there's things that come along that could feel like a big challenge but instead of seeing it as a big challenge go what am I learning from this what can I take from this how can I do the next piece better those things aren't things to to go oh I'm dropping the ball I'm not doing this anymore this is it but it's like things that you learn from you get stronger I think you know one of the things about our human race is that in some ways we've we've got to a position in society where we want robots. We mm. literally do. And I, you know, I always figured if God wanted robots, he would have created robots. He created us so differently. So like, let's take those differences, learn from them and use them to actually mean that we can be more, uh, move quicker and make better decisions because we know how to do that. I think agile is agility is something in which, you know, you and I can do if we choose to do it. Uh, and, and part of that is taking maybe a bit of risk that maybe in, in some ways that's kind of scary because it's the unknown, but I don't see it as scary, the unknown. I go, oh, what opportunity does this give us? What's the possibility if I did just go over that edge and go and see that and do that? What might be on the other side of it? What would this open up? And I think that's a lot of where agility comes into play mentally, spiritually, physically, emotionally. And, and that's where we start moving into a lot of our intelligences. Beautiful. And, um, okay, so we talk about intelligence and mindset. So... Mm. How does one maintain focus in having that clarity of not necessarily, you know, in, in times of uncertainty, but having that clarity yep. within themselves that they're moving forward as a leader? Um, how does one actually uh, do that? Or what yeah, are your perfect. key takeaways? So I would say, again, back to the vision. I call it the V spot. So uh, take that as you do. Uh, but I do. I literally think the vision is so important. These are your non-negotiables. This is what you're getting. This is the result you want to get to. And you are heading there no matter what. I think that, and, and it works out. I love patterns. I am fascinated with patterns. I have never, ever seen this not work. And so the next thing is, what are your four pillars? that are going to hold that vision up and there's four pillars that will will hold that up and they are actually things that will be your pathway interesting enough 
to taking people on that journey with you. They're either things that have been really important. So if you think of my company, my four pillars are disruption, innovation, uh, collaboration, and contribution. They are the four pillars. That means everything I do falls under those things. If they're not in there, I don't do them. I don't even go there, right? So I'm really certain on that. I know what those pillars create, which are things like the movement indicators. And in that case, for me, what that means is that I know uh, disruption creates what I call means that I can, I'm just trying to think, I've got so many initiatives and organizations. I'm like, I haven't even gone through this one for so long. It's so funny, the speed. So I've got it up on my wall over there. So I'm looking at it right now. But so disruption creates the speed. And so the movement, the indicator that I know that this is working is, am I making quicker decisions? Am I able to make those quick decisions? What do they need to look like? There's certain things in that pattern that I look for. So that's vision. There's four pillars. There's uh, movement indicators. And then I think one of the important things that often people forget about, and that is drivers. If you ask me, why do I get so excited about disruption? Disruption, I didn't. I thought that was an evil thing that, oh, I'm like a rebel disrupting. That's horrible. But disruption for me was disrupting patterns. In other words, patterns that weren't serving us as human race. And so what I realized was it was because I got to disrupt patterns. And my driver for that is the human race, right? It's humanity because it gives voice to humans. When we are able to disrupt what we don't like, it gives us this voice, this this control that maybe we didn't have before and now we do. And so we can get the results that we need at the table and much faster, by the way. So that gives you the speed. So, so I think it's vision. I think it's pillars. I think it's indicators. How do you measure it? How do you even know you're on the, the right pathway? And then the drivers to doing that. That's core. There's many different variables and layers to that, but those are the most important ones. Mm, okay. Awesome. Um, we spoken about leadership in the context of business. I'd love to know, does this cross correlate in terms of leadership in any other area of the world? Say, um, you know, any, any parent maybe that's leading a child or a teacher or uh, a business leader. Yeah, I think this is an interesting concept. And like I said, I'm fascinated with patterns. So when I when I started, you know, working many years ago as a youth speaker and with communities, and a lot of it was with, uh, you know, gangs, prostitutes, street kids, you name it. I It was very much based with the front line of humanity, I call it. And so a lot of low social echo. And I would come in, I'd speak, mm -hmm. I'd run these programs and, you know, these lives were changed. No, they weren't. What happens was they were changed for the moment that I was able to motivate them, excite them. But the actual change hadn't happened. And I became fascinated to go, how can we get, you know, rewire the brain to a behavior to then get a different result? Mm. How can we do that? And, and not just me 
but those that, you know, I get to serve. And so that became my fascination. And what has been interesting about it, like I get to do that with clients now. And, you know, a lot of it's with uh, leadership. Here's the thing that's interesting. I get caught in for many different things as well. So I, I learned when I had a son that was born with special needs that um, just before he was born, I learned that half his brain was brain damaged and speckles all over the other side. Now, if this is true that we can rewire to a new behavior to get a different result, my thinking went straight to this. Okay, he's, he's got all these brain cells that he doesn't access. That's what I was taught in bio that, you know, you have all these brain cells. So like, and I, and I never understood, why don't we just start accessing those and and using some of those? Wouldn't we be smarter people? And like, that's where my brain went. Right. So when my son was born, I go, okay, I get it. So half the brain is brain damaged, speckles all over it. Uh, the, The best scenario they said was, okay, he will, he'll survive birth. And he will be a veg, you know, in a vegetated state. And I go, okay, cool. So that's what you think. Let me think how I can use this principle of we've got all these brain cells. There's always a solution. How do we just find that pathway? And I began doing that massively in amongst, uh, you know, his medical thing. He's now going to be turning 21 this year. Wow. Like it's amazing. And by the way, I often say, sometimes can you just not talk because like you know you talk so much so like it's so hilarious right um and you know I think that this is the amazing thing is that all of the principles that we learn this is not just isolated to to us as leaders Mm -hmm. it's how do we systemize how do we put better things that are going to make us more effective in our home environments. How do we do that when we're making medical decisions? Like if we've got the data, how are we going to be, what are we going to do with that data? What questions can we ask to get a better result at the table? Same principles, same patterns, uh, just a different scenario. Love it. Love it. Excellent. Um, Okay. So in terms of moving forward, say in the next 10 years, um, what would be your um, your vision in terms of best uh, approach in navigating forward for any individual that might be listening to this episode? Yeah, I think it's an interesting thing because like anything, we are all at different spaces and stages and it's like giving the one all solution that fits all. You know, if I had an ultimate plan for the human race, I would want the human race making decisions that were 100% for humanity going forward. Like that would be my ultimate choice. And I wish that we could do that. I think that one of the ways in which we can do that is bring that right back to us as individuals. How can we build out culture that is adding value to human, you know, the human race going forward? What can we do in our cultures that we're building out in our businesses, our our companies, our organizations, Mm. what can they look like? And I think that if we can start using different lenses, if we can start having different conversations with different people at the table, we're already going to be moving forward. If we can ask different questions and then be use the smartness that we have within us to come up with better solutions, 
then I think we can we can see hope for the future. We can see this moving. And I always go back to the 1% going, well, that only takes you, Maria, it takes me to start going, what am I going to do to add value? What is the 1% that I'm going to do to bring that change? Now, if you start doing that, people that you know, people I know, then already we're starting to shift that dial forward. And I think that's as difficult and as big as we can play to going as an, an individual, what am I owning in this situation and how can I be that change that is needed? There is so much hope for the future if we start thinking smarter and we use that data in which we have all access to and if we know how to put that into better solutions at the table. Because I think that it's very easy in society, if we go back to that topic, it's very easy just to do what everyone else is doing. It's not so easy to stand out from everyone and go, well, actually, this is what I believe is right for me, maybe my family, maybe the community that I'm a part of. And uh, I think that we have to be willing to accept that at the table, we're going to look different. We're going to sound different and learn from each other and evolve in that way. And I think if we can do that better, then uh, us as a leadership across the globe, uh, we are going to be role modeling into communities that we all have, that we have as a global landscape. And that domino effect is going to be the change that we need to see. Beautiful, beautiful. So as a role model in leadership, what would you say mm -hmm. to a 16 to 18 year old person that's going out, um, wanting to go out and create their own journey and navigating through leadership to them? What would you say to them? Yeah, I love that question because I think that there's so much we can learn from the 16 to 18 year old. Yeah. In other words, don't uh, don't deny us from what you can give us. Mm -hmm. um, so I would firstly say that I would also go and there's wisdom out there. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. There is amazing people learn from those that have already done things. Take from it what you know that works for you or is going to work for you or you think you might want to try, leave behind the rest. And, uh, and I think the third thing from that would be uh, you are a voice, use your platform wisely. Thank you so much for tuning in and I trust that this episode has been helpful for you in business. My name's Maria Van Vuglis from The Conscious CEO. Till next time, bye for now.